Good evening and welcome to another edition of Movement Radio. Today, on this very special edition of The Hauntings of We Travel to the West Coast, to California, home of its sandy beaches, beautiful weather, Hollywood, glitz, glamour, and fortune. Unfortunately, the home of death, monsters, and beautiful, beautifully gruesome dead bodies you wouldn't even imagine in the most horrible of horror movies. So today, come with us as we explore the many hauntings of California. And now, here are your hosts, Chip Hazard and Talon Williams. <laughs> uh, Tal, Talon, y- yeah, that uh, when that creepy dude's back again. Yeah, yeah, I, I seen him. Just, just I don't know what he's wearing. He's I don't know if it's a gown or not. Just, just don't look at him. Let's just keep it going. Man, as long as he stays over in that corner and don't look at me, I won't be forced to cut. Is, is that a snake on his head? You know what? Never mind. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is Talon Chips alongside me, and we are here to talk about the haunted places in California. This is our fifth episode, uh, episodic. Uh, well, I don't know if episodic's the word. Alphabetical, you know, because we've got to go in order. Well, but it's also episodic too because it's. The fifth episode, fifth. yes. Yes. Why am I still talking like this? Anyway, uh, so we wanted to thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for tuning in to all of our other episodes that we have. Um, and we want to kick it off with California for this episode. When most people, you know, when you think of California, obviously you think of sunshine, you think of sandy beaches, you think of Hollywood, Palm Springs, all this cool stuff. But yeah, the Golden State has a little bit of a darker side to it as well. And um, a lot of the homes that you'll find in California, you know, they, they, they're known to have some pretty evil, you know, history in them. So we're going to go and we're going to talk about a few of them. Um, the first one I think we need to talk about, uh, we're going to talk about the Glen Tavern Inn, which is in uh, Santa Paula, California. That's about 66 miles northeast of L.A., uh, kind of in between Los Angeles and uh, the Santa Barbara area. It's still the Los Angeles County. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. But the Glen Tavern Inn in uh, Santa Paula, it was built back in 1911. In the old English Tudor style, and you, you can tell by this very, very oldish-looking house that you can see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is a beautiful. I mean, it's a beautiful house, a beautiful, beautiful building rather. But it can only be described as having what is somewhat some people call an ugly past, with the history of it being, you know, rich and colorful but very, very dark at the same time. It is a fascinating building, once frequented by many of the Hollywood stars from that era, uh, 1920s. You think, in, you know, especially Hollywood in the 1920s. You think of like Clark Gable, and you think of like all the ones beforehand, you know. Right. Um, um, but you know, the, it has it fell on hard times during Prohibition, um, and also there have been plenty of. T- well, let me read this again. Although the building is fascinating and been frequented by many stars, which fell on hard times after Prohibition, was introduced on the third floor was a speakeasy, a brothel, and a gambling den, and it is said that. That itself has triggered multiple paranormal activities that have been reported. Uh, it says that the inn is considered one of the most haunted places in California and is a number to many different ghosts, one of which can be spotted in room 307, which is said to be haunted by two specific ghosts, a cowboy only known as Calvin and a prostitute. Hold on. How the hell do they know this cowboy's name is Calvin? I don't know. And how and do they why know the prostitute the ain't got a name? I under- yeah, exactly. I'm just saying. A little bit different. Um, but it says Calvin is described as being very tall and thin, wearing a white shirt, sporting lo- long hair, and a goatee beard. 
Uh, it said that he has been seen walking through the walls and is often captured by people who visit as guests of the inn. And again, like a lot of these places, you can still go to this inn and stay there for the night if you wish. Um, you know, so if you're ever on the third floor at room 307, um, you know, tell Calvin Hyde, you know, there's, I mean, I've heard also heard many reports of men who walk through the hallways on the third floor will often hear whispers in their ear of, you know, a woman flirting with them. Many oh. men have even heard that. So maybe that's the prostitute, you know, who never knows. It very well could very be. Very well could be. But that's interesting. And that's, and, 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 and that's not, and that's just the tip of the iceberg with a lot of these other places that we're going to talk about today. You got the next one, Bob? Right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, next up on my list is the Pierpont Inn in Ventura, California. Right. Uh, so the Veer, the Pierpont Inn, Pierpont, P-I-E-R-P-O-N-T, Pierpont Inn. Or Pierpont, the team might be silent, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, it's been catering to guests since 1910, but there are a few secrets. Right. Some guests may still be there. Hmm. Interesting. Yes. Uh... The gorgeous property right off of the Pacific Ocean, it will host your party, your wedding, or your next meeting as its breathtaking views will leave you speechless. It does. It kind of looks like an old school, like, uh, 1950s style, like... It's very ranch style. Yeah, very... Yes. Something, some kind of like something you'd see in, like, you know, older, you know, like, western, you know, kind of like midwestern, you know, Hollywood style. You know what I mean? Right. Um, mid 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 fifties, if rather. So so the reports say that they they're not really sure who or what haunts this inn, but there are definitely still spirits that wander the halls and rooms. And they say that you should never be surprised with the scent of roses mm-hmm. when you enter the bar, or if you find the door that you just locked. Right. To be unlocked right afterwards. Wow. So, like, you lock the door, maybe you go back in the living room to do something, or the, or the, or the main room or whatever, and you come back and it's like, wait, didn't I just lock this door? Like, I know I'm not going crazy, you know, but... Exactly. You know. You know, and they, they have no rhyme or reason behind it. Right. Other than it's haunted. Yeah. It, it's, it's very weird. Um, so, so, we've talked about ends... On past episodes, we've talked about trees, we've talked about tunnels, a lot of very weird uh, things that we've talked about. But one particular one that caught my attention when we were doing research is East Eight Mile Road in Stockton, California. It's uh, about eight, 50 miles south of Sacramento, 83 miles west of San Francisco. Eight Mile Road. Isn't that where Eminem grew up? That's in Detroit, that's though. He, oh, oh, that, that's different. in Detroit. Yeah, oh, this is a different eight mile road. My fault, my this, fault. This is more like, trust me, I think if Eminem came from this eight mile, he'd be like a death metal singer or something. <laughs> so let me explain to you guys what exactly East Eight Mile Road in Stockton, California is. It's one of the most haunted places in California. But it's not a it's not a building. It's just a simple eight mile stretch of road. The East Eight Mile Road, to be exact, it is said that the spirit of a witch who appears on the road is very very visible to passersby. Many many a heavy goods uh, vehicle uh, driver has reported seeing a scary woman in tattered in a tattered white dress standing in the middle of the carriageway. Uh, and legend states. That if you turn back 
to take a second look at this phantom, then you will see the spirit sitting in your back seat through your rear view mirror. Yeah, like that wasn't on an episode of Supernatural or anything. Uh, yeah, I've seen the first episode of Supernatural. Fuck you guys. Anyway, uh, there, there are also reports of a Native American girl wandering the road at night of the full moon. And locals say that she can be heard screaming in the dead of the night. It's no wonder paranormal fans love the idea of a haunted road trip uh, go to go to 8 Mile. Because a lot of people especially young teenagers, pranksters, when, when they hear these stories and stuff, they're like, oh, well, we'll, we'll go check it out. Yeah, it'd be something cool for Halloween. Um, and there have been many reports of, you know, people going missing, especially them. Was like, oh, well, they, I think they said they went to 8 Mile Road. And there have been plenty of, issue, plenty of instances where the road has been considered so haunted that people who go there, they don't really hear from them. You know, and a lot of that could be creepypasta a lot of it could be you know real i mean i don't haven't really looked into it that deep i mean i can't find police reports or anything but right, right. you know it, it's still a scary enough thing to think about especially i mean because could you imagine because because when we go do our wrestling shows a lot of times and a lot of times when we're traveling it when we're not on the main road or one of the major major highways or whatever chances are if we to get to some of these shows we gotta take some back roads you know going you know going to different places and at nighttime, them, them, they don't have streetlights. <laughs> so they can be very, right, right. very dark, you know, especially, if you, you know, if you're traveling by yourself or whatever. It's like, okay, this is kind of, let me turn the radio up all the way up, you know, just so I can, you know, not think about the possibility of a spirit being among me at that moment. So, yeah, it's creepy enough because, you know, like, I mean, I can understand living in a, you know, you you, you staying in a, in a hotel or something. It's like, yeah, I'm checking out. Fuck this shit. But with a with a you know you're in a car so you're kind of protected but then you look in your rearview mirror and the same ghost that you just seen on the road is now sitting in your back seat that's some nightmare shit right there that's like again like first episode of supernatural is very very freaky anyway you got the next one bub never seen supernatural I, I know a lot of people that have and I know a lot of people that love supernatural I, I've never was it seen it. it. Was it? Was it? Was it? I've just never seen it. The I, well, I, spoiler alert. I kind of ruined the first one of you. Um, mm-hmm. the, the only reason why I know about Supernatural was because Jeffrey D. Morgan plays um, the father of the two guys. I mean, I who, knew Jeffrey D. Morgan was in it. Right. That's um, that's how I knew about it. Like I didn't start. I, I'm not like a devout watcher of it, but I've seen enough to be like, uh, it's it's, a, it's an okay show. It's right. different, but you know, I don't think right. it, I don't think it's as big as everybody makes it out to be. But that's, I, that's what I it's pretty big. It's pretty big. All right, so uh, next up on my list is the Winchester Mystery House in San Jose, California. Mm -hmm. Um, And if that name Winchester rings a bell to anybody, that's because this is the home of the Winchester that created the Winchester Rifles. Right. Um, So, uh, a little bit about the house uh it was initially only an eight room house well sarah winchester the heiress to the winchester estate from 1881 until her death in 1922 renovated this house from its original eight rooms to its current 160 room mansion that sits at 24,000 square feet. It's crazy. It comes complete 
with doors and stairwells that lead to nowhere. Man, that's crazy, man. So, right. So like, kind of like, kind of like the HH uh, Holmes uh, uh, Hotel back in Chicago. Right. Like, but I mean, but he 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 used that to kill people. We'll we'll probably talk about that when we get to Illinois chapter. Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh. So it says one theory is that Sarah wanted to relive happier times. Mm-hmm. According to the LA Times, she and her late husband had overseen the building of their former residence in New Haven, Connecticut. Okay. Right. Uh, so her husband died in 1881 and they feel that, you know, when she overseen her and her husband were overseeing the construction, it was a happier time in her life. So she continued this construction so it would be a happy time for her. And I'm assuming that if she felt like she completed the construction, then it would have made it like, oh, it's complete, but he's not with me to share this completion. Yeah. Another theory is that Sarah had philanthropic motives at her heart. The widow employed dozens of carpenters who worked shifts around the clock every day. So there was construction going on at this house every day, all hours of the day, 24 hours a day, for 36 years. Wow. And she would pay them triple the rate that they were the, any similar, similarly skilled carpenter, right, would get. Dude, I tell you, hey, you know, I'm 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 not really you know good at construction and shit, but I mean, you paying me three, you know, three times the amount, shit, I'll do it for you. You know, granted, I don't know, I'm not about dealing with these ghosts and shit, but I mean, there's a because right. because I'm looking at the photograph right now mm-hmm. and it kind of it no, doesn't it, look like a it doesn't look like a house it doesn't even look like a mansion it looks it, like a it, fucking community it looks like a community yeah um it's really weird uh, i mean you know like Talon said it, it does this one house looks like it's a community yeah. of houses but every bit of it connects, connects. it's crazy so, that is insane uh, man so the third and most bizarre theory claims that Sarah was acting on the advice of a medium okay. who, who, while supposedly channeling her late husband, said she needed to build enough rooms for all the souls of people who had been killed with Winchester rifles. Legends have it that the home's labyrinth of rooms within rooms, interior-facing windows, Doors that opened to walls and stairs leading to nowhere were all part of a grand plan to confuse the spirits of the dead. Hmm. Okay, so let's think about this for a second. How long has the Winchester rifle been in existence? At least, you know, 18, can we say at, at the most 18, the 1800s, can we say? But we're, we're uh, I would, a little I would, bit further no, than that. Yeah, definitely the 1800s. If her husband died in 1881, he would have had to have created the rifle before he died. So, if so. you say 1881, so let's just say if the man that's C-54, like, so let's say the 1830s. Let's just put it around that time. Mm-hmm. The 1830s, how many people you think have died from Winchester? Oh, probably millions. Millions. Has to be. Um, if not ten, tens of millions. So... There's a good possible chance that this community, I say community because it looks like a damn community, um, this house, this mansion will probably encompass probably the entire, it could probably encompass the entire city of San Jose if, 
you're going to make a room for every single person that possibly could have died right. from a Winchester rifle. That uh, would engulf the whole entire city. So it is believed that Sarah spent uh, $5 million on the construction. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in, you know, the late 1800s, early 1900s, $5 million is a shit ton of money. Right. It, it, dude, inflation, how, would you, how much do you think that would be just off the top of your head? Oh, I mean, in terms of inflation, how much? Probably you, tens of billions. Maybe. Maybe maybe we hit that trillion dollar mark. Mm. I, I'm not positive. I, I'd right. hate to speculate how much money that really is. $5 in million dollars in 2019. Right. $5 million in, in 1922. Yeah, that's, that's got to be a lot of money. Yeah. So, um, there was a movie made about this. Okay. Uh, and it stars Helen Mirian as Sarah Winchester. Okay. And the name of the movie is just entitled Winchester. It came out February 2nd, 2018. Hmm. Uh, so I'm going to add that to my list of movies to watch. I, I really like Helen Miriam as uh, an actress anyway. What movie was she in? Because I know the name. I just can't remember. She was in Red. Uh, she was in... Okay, a... yeah. I know who you're talking about okay. now. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I've seen Red before. Uh, yeah. So, it says that Sarah may well have been correct in thinking, you know, that she needed to build this house for all the souls. Okay. Because since the mansion was opened up to the public mm-hmm. in 1923, staff and visitors alike have reported several mischievous spirits in the building. Hmm. So interesting. So, uh, so you can still go see this building. You can just walk through it. To this day, it is open to the public if you're interested in visiting. That is yes. crazy. I mean, because because San Francisco. I mean, now I'll say San Francisco. I mean, we'll talk about San Francisco, but San Jose is. I don't know how many people actually know how big of a city San Jose is. It's probably the equivalent of. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of big cities in the in the state of California, but San. If I have to say, maybe San Jose is probably. If we're comparing it to a city in Tennessee, it's probably about as big as Knoxville or Chattanooga. Maybe a little bit bigger than that, you know? Um, yeah. But, so we're going to go from San Jose, 85 miles south of there, to a little small town called Soledad. And I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. S-O-L-E-D-A-D, uh, I do believe that's... Soledad, California, to the loss, and I'm, and I'm going to butcher this, and please forgive me, anyone who lives in this town, which I don't know why you would have to read what I'm fixing to read, Los Colchis Adobe. I want to say that's how it's pronounced. Um, which is what it's called. Which it's sold at California, but that's the place that it's called. It says Los, I'm just going to call it LCA just because I don't want to feel like pronouncing it. Um, LCA might just be one of the most terrifying places in the state of California. In the early days, LCA was the site of a mine. However, one day a horrific accident took place and it caused over 30 mine workers to be trapped in the collapse. All of them lost their lives tragically. And a tragedy like that has to leave a stain on the land. So it is really, you know, no wonder why the place is considered haunted. Locals and visitors alike have heard the screams of trapped miners from inside the, an old well that is still on the property. And there are also numerous reports of a lady in black and a male phantom walking around the grounds holding hands. Some even claim to seen the ghost of a man hanging from a tree just beyond the border of the property. But as they approach it, the man disappears. 
What? Yeah, it, it, See, that's, interesting. That's, that's yeah. Um, there are tales that during this time, some miners got trapped in the mine. The mine shaft opened to the, the mine shaft opens to a well near the adobe, which we already discussed. Um, I had something. Look here. Okay, it says that the some that say that the woman who walks around on the grounds is a witch from the 1800s and can be mostly seen at nightfall as the sun is setting. Huh. Those who have seen her report that she has a face of pure evil. Imagine the lady from Dead Silence mixed with the nun, and that's the face that you will end up getting. It is believed that she is guarding the, the souls of the miners that are still trapped inside the well and the mine itself. I can see that. So, an evil entity... So. Is it more she's protecting them from the outside world, or is it more of like she has them hostage? That could be. There's you the thing: know, is she protecting them from the outside world, or is she protecting, protecting the, the outside, outside world, world from, from them? them? Ooh, that is an interesting way yeah. to think, think about. All right. Uh, so next up on the list is probably one of, if not the most recognizable landmarks in the state of California. Right. Uh, we're going to talk about Alcatraz Island. Mm-hmm. All right. Alcatraz, Alcatraz Prison is often called one of the most haunted places in the world. Mm-hmm. But why? Um, probably because it's a prison and there's a been, I'm pretty sure there's been a, whole, a, a lot of horrific deaths and suicides and riots and people getting killed in fights. And All right. I'm going to name off know. a couple of notable, notorious criminals that spend a little bit of time in Alcatraz. Okie dokie. We're going to talk about Al Capone. Oh, yes. Machine Gun Kelly, not the rapper. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the original, the original Machine Gun yeah, Kelly. Yeah, his name was George Kelly, but they called him Machine, Machine Gun. Machine Gun Kelly, right. Uh, and Doc Barker. Mm-hmm, okay. They all spent time in Alcatraz, all right? Right. Uh, so it says, Alcatraz was built to break the spirits of even the most rebellious criminals. In 1933, the United States government decided to open a maximum security, minimum privilege prison mm-hmm. to deal with the mo- to deal with the worst criminals of all time. Right? Inmates who broke any one of a number of rules that went on were sent to the strip cell. Oh, so right. I'm guessing this is where they get stripped down. So you're probably wondering what the strip cell is. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, that's um, what I'm wondering. So the strip cell, is, before you go into there, you're stripped completely naked. Mm-hmm. There's no mattress, no sink, no lights, and the only toilet is a hole in the ground. So basically what people in today's uh, prison system would pretty much use as what they... What they dub the uh, the suicide cell, the suicide prevention cell, because anytime you know when when, when an inmate is considered suicidal, they put them in this room, exactly like the way you just described it. Right. Uh, so this room was designed to remove what was left of hope and humanity in the criminals who earned their stay there. Oh wow. Yep. Some of, <clears throat> therefore, it's no surprise that some of their spirits can't move on from that experience and that's why they still haunt Alcatraz oh wow so a couple of stories um, if you go to cell 14D mm-hmm. visitors have often reported feeling raw coldness involving them right 
Likely, more than one spirit is still present there. In the 1940s, a man actually died Mm -hmm. in 14D. The guards found him strangled on the floor of his room. Rumor has it, the night before his death, he kept screaming that a creature with glowing eyes was trying to kill him. Hmm. So, there have been reports about this creature and that it, it simply they call it the thing. Okay. So it's just like a like cre- a Kurt Russell thing or uh maybe. Maybe the maybe. Uh, yeah. So uh there's that. Then you can take a walk through cell blocks A, B, and C. And this is where Alcatraz visitors frequently hear crying and moaning. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, a psychic reported entering a male, I'm sorry, encountering a malevolent spirit named Butcher here. Okay. Want to guess what the prison records show? A man nicknamed Butcher was assassinated here back in 1940. Mm-hmm. So, assassinated or executed? Assassinated okay. is what they say. All right. Then you can listen for banjo music in the showers. Uh, it says Al Capone, the infamous American gangster, spent his last years in Alcatraz strumming along with the prison's banjo band. Oh, wow. Okay. Due to fearing that he would be killed if he dared to play the banjo out in the open, he resolved to practice it in the showers. Some say they can still hear the banjo music playing there on occasion. Can you hear it now? Ah, uh, maybe. Maybe. Uh, well, we, well, granted, we live in Tennessee, so it, I'm pretty it, sure somebody's playing a banjo a somewhere. I know. I know. Damn. I know. Uh, You're too sensitive on me. Come on, bro. I'm talking to you. All right, go uh, ahead. Alcatraz Island will certainly give you the chills, but it's not the only creepy place in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Did you know San Francisco is actually one of the most haunted cities in the United States? Yes. Good. Uh, you could actually take a haunted tour of Alcatraz. Okay. So. Interestingly yep. enough, it's uh, if, again, and we're getting all of our information also from a website called hauntedrooms.com. If any of you guys ever want to get any uh, information about a lot of the places that we're talking about, definitely go check that out. So, originally, when we did our research, we were only given like just a couple places. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, sorry, we're, we're comparing notes here. Um, I want to talk a little bit about, about a couple of other places that um, were also on a different list, but I figured they were interesting, so I figured I would include them in this uh, episode. Okay. Um, the first one is called the Linda Vista Hospital. It's in Los Angeles, California. It was built back in 1904, and it has a very long history of some of the most ha- as one of the most haunted places in Los Angeles and Los Angeles County. The structure was used for many decades as a hospital and for some time was used as a building to suit the needs of employees of the railroad. So it was, you know, it was, it was, it was housing as well as a place that, you know, helped people. By 1991, no longer useful or functioning, the hospital closed its doors and remained empty for many, many years. While it has sat empty, many professional paranormal investigators have visited the site to see if the claims of activity were legitimate. Investigators found countless ghosts, many of who believed to be former staff members of the hospital from its early years, as well as patients who had passed on in the hospital. They still roam the halls. Some of the findings claim that 
Some of the spirits that remained tied to the hospital were not the nicest of spirits. Some even toy with people that venture into the building. Now, it's not a historical site. You know, it's just it's just a hospital they just left pretty much abandoned. It's just an abandoned hospital now. But the paranormal investigators, you know, that go in say that they can still feel the presence of ghosts. Um, it says that, let me, let me put it to you real quick. Okay. It says that this has been featured on an episode of Ghost Adventures. Okay. Uh, where they, where the crew stayed the, the whole night in the house. Uh, oh no, I apologize. Please forgive me, ladies and gentlemen. In January of 2006, the hospital was placed on the National Register of Historical Places. So, okay. please forgive me. In 2011, the 4.2-acre Linda Vista Hotel complex was purchased by A.M. Cal, Amcal, I want to say that's pronounced, housing. The structure of the historical registry, the main hospital, and former nurses' dormitory were removed into were renovated, I'm sorry, into Holenbeck uh, Terrace and is now provides a 97 apartment complex on fixed income for senior living and medical facilities. Now, this particular hospital uh, does have a creepy factor. If you look at it, it's a very freaky looking hospital from the outside, especially in the moonlight. Oh, yeah, yeah. It has been featured in, and I'm going to go all the way back to the 19, to 1985. It was featured, the, the actual hospital itself was featured in To Live and Die in L.A., In the Line of Fire, Outbreak, Suicide Kings, L.A. Confidential, Conspiracy Theory, Children of the Corn 666, Isaac's Return, End of Days, The Cell, Pearl Harbor, The Longest Yard, 2005 edition, uh, The Day of the Dead 2, Room 6, Zombie Strippers, which is which 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 took place on the fourth which took place on the third floor of the building. Killjoy goes to hell and Insidious one, two, and chapter three. Okay. It has also been featured on the TV shows ER, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, True Blood, Dexter, Criminal Minds, The Colony, and have been featured in the music videos of Duran Duran. Fallout Boy, Avenged Sevenfold, In This Moment, Rise Against, Foo Fighters, Hollywood Undead, Otep, Lumineers, and Paramore. Okay, so, so it's, it's a, a hotbed for music a, videos. Music videos, television shows, and I think the reason why is because it has such a creepy, ominous look to it, and many people say that the the aura that surrounds the hospital is very, very creepy. In fact, also, I didn't mention it here, this was one of the inspirations for the second edition of Manhunt because okay. if you look cuz if you look at look at it the way that it is now it's very reminiscent of the hospital that you wake up in in Manhunt 2 but that's it for that one uh found one more then we'll get to our very last one yeah go ahead and fill out that last yeah. one here and then I'll okay yeah I'll um so this is just simply entitled the entity house that's all it's go. That's all it's known by the it. entity house. The entity the house. Yes, uh, it's in Los Angeles, Los Angeles County. It says when visiting haunted places in Los Angeles, the entity house is one only the bravest of souls should venture into. The home was once owned by Doris Bether. I want to say I'm pronouncing that name correctly. Bither. I'll say Bither. I and a th. Anyway, uh, owned by Doris Bither. As cute as the house may appear from the outside. It was the site of some of the most horrific, terrifying supernatural attacks rec ever recorded. 
It says Bither was physically attacked on multiple occasions by the spirit in her home. The spirits would throw things around the house on a regular basis. Things became so horrific for Bither and her children who witnessed the attacks that they left. Unfortunately for Doris Bither and her family, the poltergeist followed them everywhere they went. People visiting the home may or may not experience paranormal activity. But overall, no one has lived in this house since Doris Bither lived there. Wow. Yeah. So now is it um, is it a place that you can go visit? I don't know. Did I did it not say that. It didn't say that. Not in my research. It didn't say anything okay. like that. I'm sure. I'm sure other places could probably tell you. I just thought it was interesting because when you think of haunted places. Homes are a part of those haunted places, but anytime when you think of like haunted houses, you think of Amityville or you think of, you know, different places like that. But when it says, unfortunately for Doris Bither and her family, the poltergeist followed the family, that tells me that I don't think the house really had anything to do with it. I think it was more about the family than it is about the home in, in yeah, that, in that yeah. particular That's case. what it sounds like. Yeah, but those are two that I thought were just very out there. One of them was very interesting, and the other one was, you know, kind of freaky. Um, but we're going to get to our last one today before we head back to the real world, Chip, if you wouldn't mind. All right, so next up, last up on the list that we have today uh, is called the Queen Mary Hotel. LBC. <laughs> yes, it's in Long Beach, California, and you can still stay here. Right. Um, so, uh, it is recognized as not only one of the most haunted places in California, but also as one of the most haunted hotels in the entire world. There you go. There's the key. So not just the United States, not just in California, not just in the United States, but the world. Exactly. Whew. Um, Hit me with it. Go ahead. So the former ocean liner is now permanently docked at Long Beach, where it serves as a hotel that is very popular with paranormal researchers and other interested in the paranormal. Interesting. The ship is incredibly haunted, and we could not even begin to document all of the strange events that have occurred there in this one brief summary. However, we're going to touch on just a couple okay. of the most common. Right. The first class swimming pool is said to be haunted by two female spirits who are said to have drowned there in the 30s and the 60s. Okay. Respectfully. Right. Uh, so the first girl drowned there in the 1930s. 30 second, years later, she died. Another girl uh, drowned in correct. the 60s. They have both been seen as apparitions and visiting psychics have said that they feel a negative presence coming from the changing rooms. Mm. So did they, was it an accidental drowning or was it was not? Was it someone trying to kill? Yeah. Yeah. 30, was, but 30 years apart though, the saint killed the, killed the exact same way. Or could the spirit of the one who died in the thirties be the one to have hurt it, the one in the sixties? It, it's possible. You know? Just saying. Yep. Um, so there's also reports of a lady in white in the Queen's Salon. Why is it always a lady in white? A male <laughs> in 1930s attired in the first class suits and the sounds of children playing near the storage room. Mm. That one's... Again, man, we talk about it a lot, man. The sound of 
you hearing children laugh that that's still that's still freaky to me to hear a kid laughing there ain't nobody yeah, around that, you know? and see that's the thing like uh if you go back and you listen to our uh haunted movies episode right um the first movie that ever freaked the fuck out of me was chucky right what's yeah. that about it's about a, a, a doll a little kid you know? Right, it, it, it's freaky as hell. Um, yeah, and those uh, are just a handful of the crazy uh, stories that exactly you know, just a handful. Right. So, now, when people th- and here's the thing: when most people think of Long Beach, you know, they think of you know Snoop, they think of you know gangster rap, West Coast hip hop, you know, and you know some people do think of you know gang affiliation because it's near a lot of the you know the bad. Na- it's considered Long Beach is considered one of the bad neighborhoods. Of the Los Angeles area, the Compton, Inglewood, and all them areas, um, but people rarely talk about a haunted cruise liner turned hotel. Yes, you know, so that's um, something maybe some of y'all need to check out a little bit more. So, in my research, I came across this article on Sci-Fi Wire. Okay, um, Sci-Fi Wire is um, part of the Sci-Fi Network, right? And <clears throat> uh, lady by the name of Julie Tremaine and this the, this article was written April 17th 2019 so it's fairly recent right a lady by the name of Julie Tremaine said that it says if you if you're ever in the position to spend the night in a notoriously haunted place even if you're a little more molder than Scully you should still make sure you bring a friend right she said, I wish someone had told me that before I spent the night in room B340, the most haunted room on the Queen Mary. Okay. Uh, it's a, So it goes on to say that the, the Queen Mary, a very haunted cruise ship that's now floating, a floating hotel in LA, and we know this to be Long Beach now, uh, but even totally alone, with no one to talk to or talk me down or say be available to push in front of a ghost I, I, I made it through the morning scratch that I wasn't alone there was just no other living person in the room with me man notice I didn't say I slept <laughs> in B340 you stayed in B340 right uh it says, uh, after it was retired as an ocean liner, Disney purchased the Queen Mary, and B340 became a prototype haunted mansion at sea. Hmm. Here's the kicker. The room was wired for spooky happenings like creaking floorboards and faucets turning on by themselves, and eventually closed when the spir- experiment was unprofitable. Oh, okay. Okay. But, smoke and mirrors aside, the room's history is rife with suspicious and unexplained deaths, and there are rumors of many other sinister disasters on the ship. A girl drowning in one of the now-closed pools, a man being crushed to death in the boiler rooms, Mm. a criminal held by authorities dying alone under eerie, grotesque circumstances. I'll spare you the details, but think in trails. Oh, wow. Uh, at least one tragedy is confirmed during the Queen Mary stint transporting soldiers to, in World War II. Mm-hmm. There was a catastrophic collision with the HMS 
Kurakoa, tearing the smaller boat in half, mm. and over 300 people drowned. The ship learned in ship leans into its haunted history, offering ghost tours and recreating Victorian seances, which means it draws in a lot of Paris paracurious people. Mm. That so now with seances and stuff, now we're dealing with occults, and now we're dealing with you know maybe people who are like. You think it's a place that it's it's more it's more uh, geared towards those paranormal people as opposed to just the regular normal person just staying in a in a hotel for the night in Long Beach or something. It's very possible, but having read all that, what stands out to me the most is that she says Disney bought this ship. So Disney owns this ship. Right. And they wired it. Right. You know, they they wired it for spooky happenings like creaking floorboards, faucets turning on by themselves. So, in a sense, is it really haunted or is it something that's made to be haunted? Now, granted... That's that's the thing. Like, and, and see, stuff like that is why I am personally so skeptical right of quote unquote haunted houses and stuff like that like right. you know you find out like oh this is one of the most haunted places in the world and then you find out no Disney bought it and they wired it to do that yeah so yeah. I mean now now granted this is this one lady's personal account. So, you know, she could, you know, be a little bit, you know, maybe leaning in one direction. Maybe she's skeptical as well, you know. But, right. then, but then again, there could be people who didn't stay in that particular room and still had a paranormal experience. So, huh, man, I, I got to be honest, man. Out of all of the ones that we reviewed, which is the one that you were like more, I guess, creeped out with more, I guess, you know, one that's like maybe has more of the scarier tales, if you will. I mean, uh, anything with children laughing, it, that just, right. you know, that, but I would have to say probably Alcatraz. Yeah, Alcatraz definitely, especially knowing the history behind it. Exactly. Um, just so that I'm not picking the same one that you're picking, um, I'll go one that's a little bit off the beaten path. Ironically enough, I say that that term beaten path. Um, I don't know. Eight Mile Road would probably be just as weird considering that, you know, you're driving along. You're not thinking anything. You know, you're in a dark road and all of a sudden there's somebody in the middle of the road. Next thing you know, they're in your back seat. That's freaky shit to me. Yeah, that's, you know? that's, that's freaky. Now, now the, the, the possibility of it happening, not very likely. But that's still a freaky thing to think about. Like, you'd right. be driving, all of a sudden you look in the rear view mirror to see if there's a car coming, and all of a sudden you see these eyeballs looking at you, you're like, holy shit! <laughs> but anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of The Hauntings Of. We have, if I'm not mistaken, Connecticut is our very next episode. Connecticut should be up next. And then Colorado, and then we go into Delaware, and then we will go to... Uh, no, actually, Colorado would be up next. Colorado would be next, yes. yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, no, no, because the end comes before the... 
No, the L comes before the. Okay, never mind. L M N. L M N. Yeah, you got. Damn, right. what school did you go to? Ridgeland. Uh, now there's you know the problem. <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you so much for tuning in this episode. We will see you guys next week or any other time that you want to listen to it. You can also uh, catch us on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere anywhere you happen to get your podcasting. Yeah. Please, please don't leave without giving us a follow on whatever platform you're listening to. Give us a follow. Leave a like. Subscribe. It doesn't cost you anything but the, the amount of time that it takes you to click a button. With that being said, we do thank you. My name is Chip Hazard. My name is Talon Williams. And, and this, this is, is Movement, Movement Radio. Radio.